0: The Gem City Sports Network presents the College Football Preview Show. Today's show is being brought to you by Profiler Performance Products. By Don Brown Sports Apparel, a big league look for minor league price. By McAfee Heating and Air, any season, any time, McAfee. By Profiler Inc. By the USO. By Special Wish Foundation of Dayton and Southwestern Ohio. And by the Gem City Sports Network. Your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. And now, here's your host, Doug Brown. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the first annual College Football Preview Show. It's all local preview show, I should say. We interviewed four coaches and uh, talked to them about their teams and their schedules and so forth, and all of the teams are starting this weekend. And it uh, should be an interesting weekend. The uh, We interviewed Kevin Porter from the Central State Marauders, Trevor Andrews, the new head coach at the University of Dayton, Chuck Martin, the head coach of the Miami Redhawks, and Corey Filipovich of the Wilmington Quakers. The uh, We tried to get a hold of Jim Collins, but we were unsuccessful. So hopefully next year we'll be able to Get a hold of Jim, and uh, he can talk to us about the uh, Wittenberg Tigers. We talked to the teams about their about their schedule, about the uh, their uh, the skill players, and so forth. And we're going to have those right after this. You're listening to the first annual College Football Preview Show here on the Jump City Sports Network. Hey, sports fans, you all know Don Brown. He was born and raised here in the Miami Valley and have met many of you somewhere along the line as a player, coach, or sports broadcaster for WKEF and TV. Sports has been a big part of his life and remains so today. So if your high school team, little league organization, or group wants to look good year-round, then look no further than Don Brown Sports. With spirit gear t-shirts, polos, or equipment embroidery, or screen printing, Don Brown Sports is your first and last stop. He's got big quality at minor league pricing. Feel free to get in touch with DB via email at dhkbrown1, that's the number one, at gmail.com. Or feel free to call him at 937-430-3105. Don Brown Sports, a big league look for a minor league price. Hi, this is Doug Brown from the Gem City Sports Network. Throughout the years, we've provided coverage of a wide range of sports, including high school baseball, football, basketball, and soccer, as well as Central State Marauders football and basketball. We do baseball also. And do you know what the best part is? It's all free. That's right, absolutely free. We sincerely appreciate you tuning in to the Gem City Sports Network, your ultimate source for local sports here in the Miami Valley. Joining us now here on the preseason show is the head coach of the Central State Marauders, uh, Kevin Porter, and Coach uh, selling the uh, on the roster. You got a lot of players this year, yeah, almost a double what you had last year.
1: Yeah, well, we've done a we've done a pretty good job recruiting, and uh, you know it's our goal to make sure we just continue to fill out the roster and get as get as many good kids and good families as we can possibly get to be part of the program.
0: You had a lot of frequent flyer miles.
1: <laughs> yeah. Whole staff did. Yeah, we did a we we feel like we've done a good job canvassing uh canvassing the Ohio area for kids um and prospective student athletes. But you know, we've we've moved over into moved into moved into Detroit pretty good, moved into St. Louis a little bit this year and I think uh we need to start as we continue to do this, we need to start going further east. You know, okay. and uh, and further south. So, we're uh, we're getting there.
0: Okay. Uh, I, I noticed you have some uh, players coming back from last year's team. Uh, talk about them and um, and some of the newbies that are in.
1: Okay. Well, uh, well, you know, we've had we had uh <clears throat> had a uh, some guys that that on that were on the team last year. I think that the the good thing about about us and about our season last year where we we were able to get a bunch of freshmen that were able to play with live game reps, which is always good. So, you know, we've got those guys uh, coming back and uh, bringing back that experience, that game experience. And then we did a good job in the uh, early signing period, uh, just signing some junior college kids that were able to, to come in and participate in spring and uh, have now, uh, you know, gone through their first fall camp with us and then, All of our, all of our young guys, all of our recruits, our, our high school kids are, have been here, uh, you know, spent some time here this summer, uh, working out and training, which is really good for them. So we've, uh, you know, we feel like we've, we've kind of upgraded our roster. You know, I think you've talked to some of the players that were with us last year. Uh, Jalil Lenore, you know, our, our, our inside linebacker who had a, had a really good season last year and, you know, had a lot of accolades. You know, we're expecting him to, to improve his game and, and improve his leadership and, and step up uh, even bigger than he did last year. And, you know, on the offensive side of the ball, you know, Brandon Brock, you know, had a – I think he made the second team all-conference at receiver, All right. you know. So, you know, we've got some some guys coming back that, that we feel, uh, again, having gone through the battles and been through a conference schedule and understand – what to expect uh you know hopefully that can uh have those guys relay that to the the younger guys and the new guys about you know how difficult the conference is and how uh how tough all of these teams in our conference are
0: there's a lot of competition on this team right now with all these all these kids in there's a lot of competition
1: right and that was you know that was another one of the things that we wanted to do we wanted to try to uh no matter what position it was, we wanted to just try to make every position on the team as competitive as possible, and hopefully that would uh, that would uh, spur guys to, to give their best all the time.
0: Yeah, we do these uh, things called uh, player profiles, and we had uh, uh, Alec Lewis from uh, Denver and Brandon Brock from Norfolk. Uh, Jeremiah Flowers from uh, Riverside, California, Chicago, uh, with uh, Jalil Lenore and Montego Johnson from Atlanta. So, yeah, yeah you're all over the you're all, <laughs> all over the states here. <laughs>
1: yeah, we've, uh, again, just trying to trying to get out and and do a good job recruiting. Uh, recruiting is the life lifeblood of any program, you know, and and you've got to you've got to to be competitive recruiting against the other schools. Uh, it's really competitive here. In Ohio, with uh, with uh, with all of the Division One schools and with all of the Division Two schools, so it's uh, it's been a challenge. But you know, like I said, I think we've been able to to bring some good guys, uh, some good football players, and some good kids into the program. So we're just uh, looking for them to to perform and shine right now.
0: And schedule wise, you get to go to Chicago playing the uh, was it the Windy City Classic or something like Chicago that? Chicago Classic? Co- yeah, Chicago Classic. You're going to play at, at, at Soldier Field. What are you going to tell these kids? Uh, you know, just like a like for example on the Hoosiers, they say you know it's the same difference, right? You know, <laughs> you're just playing in a big stadium, right? That's all. And what, what, I
1: think what? it's it's you know anytime you. You you take a bunch of college kids to an NFL stadium. It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting for those guys. It's gonna be exciting for all of us uh, to be able to play in Chicago. We've got a, a really strong alumni base there, and looking forward to being able to to go out and perform in front of our fans. So, uh, but you know, hey, like you said, what we tell the kids is, hey, it's same size as our field at 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 home. Uh, nothing's different. Everything is the same. You just got to just be able to go out and uh, and execute our game plan.
0: Now you got uh, Mississippi Valley State uh, first game. How did you come up? Or What do you know about them? I know uh, the only th- really thing I know about them is uh, Jerry Rice came from there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he's a pretty good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. Did you ever have to go up against him? I did. We played Jerry Rice when I was uh, in Kansas City. I think my second or third year we <laughs> played him in San Francisco. It was not a whole lot of fun. <laughs> uh, but uh but yeah our, our, you know um Kendrick Wade the head football coach over there is uh this is his first season uh you know he's been a uh and uh he's been a really good assistant everywhere he's been uh his first his first head coaching opportunity uh and I know that you know he's uh he's a hard worker and you know he'll have his guys prepared and uh you know We'll have our guys prepared, so we'll, we'll just kind of see what happens.
0: Uh, how, how, how are the guys uh, taken to the heat around here? Okay.
1: It's 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 they've done well. I mean, we've only had one day where the heat really affected the way that we practiced, uh, and that's always, uh, you know, that's always kind of unfortunate. You know, yeah. when when the players allow the heat to affect them, we've only really had one day like that. But, you know, we explained to them. at the end of the day, you know, hey, it's, it's really hot in Mississippi. It'll be really hot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it'll be really hot in Chicago when we play, you know. So uh, it's just a mindset. And I think that, uh, you know, we came out the next day and it was still hot. It was still hot the next day, but we came out and had another good practice that day. So, uh, like I said, it's just kind of taking baby steps with our group, making sure that they understand how to how to keep the main thing the main thing, and focus on the things that we can control and don't spend a whole lot of time worried about the things that we can't.
0: Now one one big game that's going to happen that's going to happen the second week of the season, you got to go down to welcome Stadium and play the Dayton Flyers. Mm-hmm. Uh that's going to be that's going to be one of those games I think that's going to be uh big for the university uh, because you're playing Dayton and the 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 people get a chance to see you on the road too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's uh it's a great opportunity for us. I think that uh, the two schools are so close, uh, it only makes sense to, to try to play a game every now and then. Uh, it was actually something that I had uh, Coach Chambers and I, uh, I'm sorry, Coach Chamberlain yeah. and I had uh, had talked about when I first got here, and it was, I was looking forward to, to playing against him. <laughs> you know, he's uh, he's been really good. He's been really good for me and really good to me, uh, has helped me a lot. Uh, and my transition over here just, uh, you know, with, uh, with counsel and just kind of helping me understand, you know, how to operate with, uh, with the high school coaches here, you know. So he was, a, Coach Hamlin was a great, uh, more of a mentor than a mm-hmm. competitor, but, uh, <laughs> I was looking forward to playing against him, but, you know, again, you know, they're handing, out, handing it off to another Dayton guy. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, they've always played good football and they've always uh, transitioned well. So, uh, like I said, it's a big game. It'll be a good game for us uh, to be able to to go and play those guys, and hopefully we can continue to continue the series.
0: You know, what, what's really amazing uh, with this game is that the fact that it's going to be the first college football game at Welcome Stadium since they redid it.
1: And that's kind of, that's pretty historic. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it is. <laughs>
0: and, uh, you know they, they the uh, city of da- or the Dayton Public Schools which owns the, the stadium. People think that UD owns it, but they don't. Mm. They just rent it for the games. Right. And uh, they put like twenty nine million dollars into that stadium. They put a new press box, new concessions, new uh, restrooms, new locker rooms, new everything, in there. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Just to, just to maybe just walk around.
1: Right. Just to see the facility. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, so we're looking forward to it too. And uh, like I said. Uh, when you put it that way, that'll be the first game played in the new stadium. Now, that's, pretty much, yeah, yeah, that's 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 pretty exciting for us. Now, uh,
0: talk about the rest of the schedule. I mean, the, the SIAC. How tough is that going to be?
1: Still going to be tough. Um, you know, we start uh, we start conference play with with uh, with Tuskegee, who was in the championship game last year. So, you know, that'll be uh, obviously that'll be a challenge. I think uh, when we went over and uh, played them last year in Montgomery. It was a, a really close game, and our kids played really hard and played really well, just weren't able to, to pull it out um, at the end there. But, you know, uh, our conference is, is tough all the way through, you know. So we're going to have to, you know, we've got uh, I think at, after that, we play our first home game is is Allen here at home. And, uh, you know, Teddy Keaton, the head football coach over at Allen, is – again, uh, a friend, uh, but I know that, you know, we, uh, went over to his place and beat him last year and uh, like, it was at the last play of the game almost. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so one on the last play of the game or one of the last plays of the game. And, you know, I know that, uh, that's kind of stuck with them. So, you know, uh, we expect them to come and play really hard, you know, so we just got to Again, understand that our conference is very difficult. Uh, we're playing some, uh, some really good teams in the conference that, that all performed well. Uh, there are games that we played in conference last year that we felt like we had an opportunity to win and weren't able to, weren't able to, to finish. You know, so that's really our mindset is, you know, hey, we, uh, you know, we've, we've had a season where we've gone out, we've proven that we can be competitive with everybody that we play. Now we just got to start getting over the top.
0: Yeah, so the first three games are going to be tough. So you got to get Mississippi Mississippi Valley State, Dayton, and then uh, Tuskegee. Yeah. So uh, you'll see what the guys are made of. Absolutely. So, uh, well, Coach, I'm looking forward to uh, talking to you throughout the season here on the Gem City Sports Network, and uh, best of luck to you.
1: Thank you. Always a pleasure.
0: We'll be back with more after this timeout. You're listening to the preseason show here on the Gem City Sports Network. Contact McAfee Heating and Air at 937-438-1976 or www.mcair.com or 1-800-AIR-REPAIR. Profiler
3: Performance Products is an all-American manufacturer of racing cylinder heads and intake manifolds. From two-time Drag Week winner Jeff Lutz to the winningest bracket champions
0: like Disco Dean Karn. Profiler Performance has become the overwhelming choice of drag racing's best known name. Profiler Performance offers the absolute best bolt-on performance for cylinder heads and intake, utilizing their own in-house custom casting and CNC machining. For more information, visit ProfilerPerformance.com or find them on Facebook. Profiler Performance, they make power they haven't even used yet. Back here on the College Football Preview Show, we are here with a new head coach of the University of Dayton Flyers in and Trevor Andrews. And, uh, Coach, uh, it's like welcome back to Dayton.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It's been it's it was uh I graduated in 1998, and uh and now it's kinda come full circle. I'm back here and uh got my family down here and it's been just a, a outstanding experience so far.
0: A lot has changed since you played here.
3: Yeah, a lot of change. The the shoulder pads have gotten smaller, um and uh the, uh, they, they keep upgrading the facilities and the campus. It's, it's, uh, it's, uh, they've done a great job with everything.
0: Yeah, like we said, you played under Coach, uh, Kelly and, uh, also, uh, you were on the defense under Rick Chamberlain. What was it like playing for Coach Kelly? And Rick? You
3: know, Yeah, no, I mean, both of them and Coach, you know, they were, uh, they were great to play for. I was always impressed, even from day one. When I grew up the son of a high school football coach, and so I, I grew up around it. But just from day one, how organized and how structured everything was. And, and uh, it was uh, one of those deals where I would say that uh, you, you can be, have good teams that are coach-led, but you can have great teams that are player-led. And and they just instilled a way that the that – the, uh, the seniors just had, we just had great leadership the whole time here from the senior group and, and, uh, we, uh, won a lot of football games and that's been great because as a recruit, I can, you know, I'm talking to recruits and their families. I can tell them you can count the losses on one hand through my, my college football experience here. And, and, you know, we learned a lot. Off the field too, from those guys, but they—they they were just complete, very well organized. You always felt prepared for every situation. Has that uh, that that you ever went into?
0: Has that helped you in your coaching career?
3: Oh, absolutely. The, the re, they're the reason I got into college coaching. I mean, oh. I, I always thought I'd get into coaching, but I was going to be more of a high school thing. And and I just when I graduated, I was not ready to be my dad yet, and. <laughs> I couldn't see myself teaching every day at the high school level yet, you know, and and uh, so I decided to give the college thing a try and see what it see how it went. And really, I got into it because of those guys, you know, the Dave Wildings and those offensive coordinator at the time too. Another great one was Coach Kelly and Coach Chairman. Those guys were, you know, as a coach's son, I always looked up to coaches. You know, a lot of kids look up to players as a kid. I always looked up to the coaches, and and uh always have always known. You know a lot about who coached were and all that, so it was uh, it was uh, one of those things. I, I got my first job at, at Illinois Wesleyan as a, as a graduate coach, and and uh, I from day one I was implementing stuff that that I had learned here, and and that's that's carried on throughout my career.
0: Yeah, yeah. Talking about a good team, and you know, like I you said, you can count the losses on on one hand. And you were uh, while you were there, thirty seven and five over the yeah. four years that was great plus a plus an undefeated season 96
3: yes yeah we we, we, we at one point my junior senior we had won 20 in a row um and it, it, we just had it rolling and we had we were well coached and we we had great team chemistry um and we held each other accountable and you know we learned from our mistakes and moved forward and and uh we and the coaches gave us the opportunity to do that, and we just had a great experience here, on and off the field, with the, with the football program, with the university itself, with the, with the other, you know, seven thousand other kids that that went to school here. We we uh, had a great experience.
0: Now I've always noted, I've noticed that during the Kelly and Chamberlain years, they've had a lot of football players on that sideline. Are you going to do the same thing? <laughs> <Yeah>.
3: <laughs> you know, you know, that's, that's one of the things. I mean. <clears throat> You, you, a you college football team carries about, you know, at the visual level, you know. You bring hundred and ten into camp, training camp. So, you know, that's we're right at it that way and, and sometimes we can add a few more walk on kids that try out uh once once classes start. So um you know, it was always Coach Kelly and Coach Schuman's belief that kids work hard, they deserve to dress for the game. Um and that's kinda of been the mentality. So that's that's something I'm gonna look to continue to do right now.
0: Talk about your team and uh, what the fans of the University University of Dayton can expect out of this year's team.
3: Yeah, you know we've got we've got a good group coming back. We've got a uh, some some fifth year seniors, um, probably probably a few more fifth year seniors we had in a long time. You know, part of that's due to the the COVID uh, thing, where we got some guys backed up, and didn't get that that one season, so. <clears throat> but we've got a, a number of them they've done a great job with the leadership uh aspect of things, so I'm excited about that for sure so you know we're 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 rolling rolling through camp and, and we've had some position battles and we've we've had some depth battles and I'm looking forward to seeing them actually go against a different color jersey this uh <laughs> this weekend
0: it's, it's always nice to have uh, a competition battle at, at uh, certain positions
3: right. Sure. Oh, no, absolutely. It brings out the best in everyone, right? Iron sharpens iron. <laughs> exactly. And, you know that. Unless it's easy to to rest on your, you know, where you're at. Uh, if no one's, you know, knocking on the door. So I, I always, I think in the recruiting process, and you tell you tell your current guys, yeah, I will, I'm going to recruit someone's better than you, and see what they you know, see how they respond to that, uh, because I think a lot of times. uh You'll get the best out of them if they know someone's pushing them.
0: Yeah, Dayton's always had a, a very good offense at quarterback, running back, and receivers. Uh, talk about them.
3: Yeah, so right now at the quarterback position, we've got a couple veterans duking it out. Um, you know, Dante Cassiola and Cole Dow. Um, they, they're both uh, they're both good, and they're they're both uh, different. You know, uh, one of them probably runs a little bit better uh than the other, but they're both they both run good enough, you know, and uh can make plays with their feet as well as their arm. Uh and and it's uh it's been interesting to watch that that kinda of, that uh, battle go out through spring and now in and through training camp. Um running back it's interesting we've got a fifth year senior named Michael Neal that's kind of always been a quality player, but he had, you know, Jake Chisholm ahead of him for the last four years and Jake was was elite elite and and now it's Michael's turn to to be the bell cow for us. And I, I'm excited to, to actually see him get his true opportunity as, as the and as line up at number one and, and, and carry the rock for us. And then our receiver we got a veteran receiver group uh coming back and, and Derek Willis is, is a fifth year senior captain that's gonna lead that group but but we've got, you know, a, a group of veterans, um Sambu Bonics has had a great camp, and, and Jake Coleman, uh, both of those guys have been going. Uh, you know, we've got and we've got a handful of other guys with veterans that that are veterans there at Swanson and and uh, and Brenner can can scoot. So we've got we've got uh, good numbers there at the receiver spot for sure.
0: And talk about uh, your favorite side of the the uh, the ball, the defense.
3: Yeah, well, <laughs> def- defensively, you know, I. I I, I got recruited here as a quarterback and then it took a couple, couple practices to figure out if I didn't throw the ball as well as Kevin Johns. So I moved <laughs> over to defense and, and, uh, got to play for Coach Kelly. He was my position coach. So it was, uh, ended up being a great experience. But, uh, yeah, up front, you know, we've got a, a defensive tackle named Sam Shattuck that, that was an all league kid last year he was back for a fifth year, um, explosive, uh, disruptive player. Uh, so I'm excited. He'll, he'll, he'll lead the, lead the pack and then, and then the, the middle linebacker, um, Nate Arthur, uh, is, is at a good camp. He was voted as a captain as well by the team. So, um, those two guys, it, it, you know, in the front seven are your returning leaders. And then, it, you know, we've got guys that we're going to roll in there and see what they're made of here, uh, this weekend at the other spots. Uh, should be good. Um, and then, uh, in the secondary, we've got a couple guys back and, and one guy was banged up last year, uh, and didn't have a, have a ton of, of reps like he had anticipated in, in Matt Linty. and, and he'll be back, back there. Um, and then, uh, Karan Coleman out of Piqua is just, he's a little guy, but he's like a dynamite player. He's, I call him the honey badger. That's what he reminds me of. He's just always around the ball. He's not big in stature, but he's a, he's, a, he's a pain in the butt for offensive <laughs> coordinators, You know.
0: Okay, you got uh you start this weekend with uh, Southern Illinois or oh, no, Illinois State.
3: Illinois State. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh what do you expect out of them?
3: You know, anytime you know you go against uh you know, a a team from that league, you know you're going to get a get a battle. Um and it's interesting to see how the uh the uh transfer portal has affected things because guys go in and out of, of, of rosters in different <laughs> places. So, so, you know, in week one, a lot of times it's more about you than it is about your opponent. You know, let's get lined because you don't know what they're going to do. Exactly. Right. Um, you know, it's, uh, they got a quarterback, you know, that's got a big arm that was, uh, you know, started a number of games for them. Uh, a transfer from Minnesota, Zach Anistad, and he's, he's got a big arm. He's good. Good good football player. You know, that's, I know that's a certainty and I know that they've got some depth at the running back position. So, uh, you know, as, as you look at them offensively, you know, there'll be some new pieces that you're not really sure about yet. You know, you try to get in week one and look at depth charts and who's transferred in. That's, I think that's the biggest, biggest thing you, you worry about. So at the end of the day, I say let's take care of ourselves and let's uh, let's make sure we're lined up. Let's 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 control what we can control. We can't worry about what they might or might not put out there. You know, at the end of the day, let's get lined up and and play from the snap to the whistle.
0: Yeah, the following week you got uh, your home opener against the. Uh, I think this could be a good rivalry, the Central State Marauders, and uh... yeah,
3: no doubt. I'm excited about that. Um I think every, know, i think huh
0: I think everybody's excited about that game,
3: yeah, Oh, no doubt it 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 should be uh you know something I'd love to to you know do every year you know we got we're started off here with with a with two year contract with them right now, so I think it's exciting for for the the city of dayton oh. um and you know surrounding the suburbs, and it's something that uh you know. We can go – you know, I went, I went to – we played Wright State in baseball downtown at the at the Dragon Stadium this year, and what a great atmosphere that was for oh, so both yes. teams. Yeah. You know, and I would love to have, you know, something similar to that uh, develop out of this.
0: I think you will because uh, they've got a lot of uh, alumni around here.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, both,
0: both schools have a lot of alumni around there, so I, I would assume that Welcome Stadium – is going to have a very good crowd for that game, and uh, oh,
3: that'd be great. That'd be great, um, and you know, just you know, the the pageantry of college football could take over, and we could get that thing rocking. That would be awesome for, for our players and their players.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to it too. So, uh, uh, Coach, I want to wish you the best of luck uh, in your tenure at UD, and I know you got a lot of you got a big uh, some big shoes to fill.
3: Oh, there's no doubt. <laughs> about. There's no doubt about it. I. Pinch myself every day, but it's, uh, the great, here's the great thing about my position. In college football, this day and age, rarely, uh, do people get to end on their own terms. And, and I'm sitting here and I've got two guys that retired on their own terms that were unbelievable football coaches and, and, and stewards for UD and the community. And they're right down the street. Anything I need, they're here for. And, you know, those are, you know, two of my guys I looked up to, but they've just been anything I need, uh, I pick up the phone and, and, and they're here. And and uh, just to run things by them, you know, and, you know, Coach Kelly was my guy. I mean, I don't know that I've made a, a, a life decision, a major life decision in my whole life without talking to him first. Uh, so uh, to have him right down the road and, and Coach Chamberlain, it's, it's been a blessing. <laughs> And uh, it's, uh, it's one of those things that's, that's special. And uh, I realize that very few people have ever been in, in this position before to have something like that. So I'm, I'm grateful for that.
0: Yeah, two coaches in 41 years at, at UD, and hopefully uh, you'll be there for a very long time.
3: Yep, that's the plan.
0: Well, thanks for coming on, Coach, and best of luck to you this year. And we'll be back with more after this time out. You're listening right. to the College Football Preview show, show here on the Gem City Sports Network. And back here on the College Football Preview Show, we are here with the head coach of the Miami Redhawks, Chuck Martin. And, Coach, uh, thanks for coming on.
2: Uh, thanks for having me.
0: Miami has had some good seasons here in the past, uh, after a while, or since you've been there. Uh, you've been to the to three bowl games in the last three years. That uh, looks pretty good.
2: Yeah, we took over, obviously, the struggling program ten years ago. And- they were on it. At one point, we had a 22-game losing streak, and we were by far the worst team in our league in the last seven years. We're, we have the best record in the MAC over the last seven years, so we've been a very consistent team. I think we've been bowl eligible since the last seven years, went to three straight bowl games, like you said. So we've been very, very consistent. We've been very good. Um, we've been really good in league play. I think we're 34-16, and 16, our last 50 MAC games, which, like I said earlier, is the best in the league over over that time.
0: Look, uh this year uh you got, you get to go to uh Miami of Florida. Uh tell us a little bit about how that came about.
2: No idea how it came about. I don't <laughs> I don't have anything to do with the scheduling, but I can but I can tell you we're very excited and in, in, in the players and in the fans and everybody's excited and um obviously in our league you go play uh some bigger schools um to, to make some money and it's always such a great opportunity for everyone involved—players, coaches, fans—to um, have a chance. You're flying across the country, playing obviously the U uh, on a Friday night on TV, and um, so kids are very excited about the opportunity. to Understand the challenge ahead of us. We're not—we're not dumb when it comes to oh, you're playing some of these teams and their town level. But again, we played Kentucky last year to to a really good game, was 10 at halftime, and. Um, that was a, that was a great experience and a great contest. And we went up to Northwestern, beat Northwestern. So these these are unbelievable. We always say once a lifetime opportunities to go play and see how you stack up against some of the best players in the country.
0: That, and you got UC. Uh, you're going to play UC down at, uh, is that going to be down at Paycor Stadium?
2: Yeah, that's at UC this year. Um, we play them week three. So we're at UMass week two and then we're at UC week three. So we don't get our first home game till week four. So we're, we're going to be the Road Warriors right out of the group. Um, again, a lot of cool opportunities to travel and go play different schools from different leagues. Uh, so it's, it's it's always something that we relish.
0: Talk about your team. Uh, you, you got your quarterback, Gabbard, coming back. Uh, he only played four games last year due to injury. Uh, how is he doing this year?
2: Yes, having, having a great spring and a great fall. Um, obviously got hurt last year against Kentucky and missed most of the season. Um, which was kind of through a lug wrench and everything that we had planned a year ago and you lose your starting quarterback for, for most, if not all of the year. And, uh, so he's back. He's healthy. He's playing really good. Um, we've, we've got a lot of experience. We've got four returning offensive linemen. Um, we got, we've got a bunch of returning running backs and tight ends. We got some new receivers that we brought into the mix that we're excited about. So, uh, Brett's a really good player. He's really smart. He's really tough. He's really accurate. He makes great decisions. Uh, as competitive a kid as I've ever been around. So we love that he's running our offense.
0: Does he have a? Uh, I know you guys have uh, certain plays made up. Does he have any say in, uh, you know, like if he comes back and says, hey, Coach, I've got this idea. Uh, do you listen to his ideas too?
2: Like, Yeah, no, he's a really, really smart player. And a lot of what we do because of how smart he is, not so much as far as play ideas, more so within our offense – Uh he has a lot of latitude to check plays, check runs, check passes, make decisions on the field to try to put offense in the best situation possible. Uh and he does a phenomenal job at that.
0: Talk about your running backs. Yeah,
2: Yeah, we've got we've got some returners and Kenny Tracy uh is kind of our all purpose back. He does everything, runs, blocks, catches, he's really good at everything. And then we got Kevin Davis and Kean Mosey, who are both returners, who are smaller, faster, kind of explosive breakaway threats, who also can do receiving jobs for us. Uh, then we have Jordan Brunson, who's a bigger back, and then Rashad Amos, who's a transfer from South Carolina, who is also a bigger back, who have not played yet for us, but we're excited. We're excited to see what those guys bring to the table. So we've got, we've got really good depth in that room, and we've got really good versatility. We have size and power, we have smaller speed-type guys, but we have really good versatility in our running back over. Uh,
0: what about the guys up front, the, uh, the linemen?
2: Yeah, like, like every team, it's going to be the key to your success. Um, we got our, our right side of our offense line with Colby Borders uh, and Reed Holstein back, and then we actually have two left tackles back. We lost Sam Vaughn, our starting left tackle, last year in our opener to Kentucky for the entire season. Um, And then Will Jados from Columbus came in and did an unbelievable job uh, in his first year starting. So those two guys will probably both start on the left side of our line at guard and tackle. Um, So give us four starters. We're still trying to sort out who's going to be that fifth starter.
0: Okay. Uh, Talk about the defense.
2: Yeah, a lot of experience back on defense. I think we've got 18 of our top 22 guys back off a unit that led the MAC in scoring defense a year ago, fewest points allowed in the league a year ago. Um, So we're really excited about that group. we got really good depth at the defensive line and linebacker position. Uh, We have some young DBs uh, that are stepping up, and we have some experience at the safety position. Uh, So we've got a really good nucleus coming back on that side of the ball, and they've played really good football. Probably the last five, six years, they've played really good football for us. Uh,
0: What about the depth? You sound like you've got a lot of depth, and uh, like most coaches say to a player that's not starting, you're one play away, and it sounds like you've got a lot of depth.
2: Yeah, no doubt on both sides of the ball. We're deep at a lot of spots, um, which a couple of different things. One, like you alluded to, you know, there's going to be injuries in this sport. Football's a football's a game where people get hurt, and you're going to need that depth as through the course of the year. Then also, it really helps on special teams to have to have depth, particularly at the linebacker and secondary positions, because those are the guys that shell out your special teams and do a good job for you there. So if you're going to be good at ST, you better be a deep football team. And we feel like ST can be a really strong part of our game this year.
0: Talk about the, uh, the Mac conference and, uh, how you guys uh, might do in the, in the Mac and some of the scheduling you've got there. I know you got OU, which is uh, the big rivalry with Miami.
2: Yeah, no doubt. We got, we got a huge homecoming game with Toledo, won the Mac last year. We got OU the next week uh, at OU. Um, so again, our league is very even, uh, Nobody, nobody is dominant in our league. It seems like everybody has a chance every year. there's always a bunch of close games like I said earlier you know we've been 34 and 16 our last 50 max games which which is the leader in the league where if you looked at like the big 10, Ohio State, you know, is not 34 and 16. In their last 50 games are probably like 40, 45 and 5 or something. So it just goes, with us leading the league with that record, and it's a good record, 34-16 is obviously a very good record, but it shows how balanced the league is at the top team in the league over the last 17 years has won 68% of games. So it's, it makes it a very fun league. You've got to show up to play every week. It's very hard to win on the road in our league. Um, you're going to have to win a bunch of close games if, if you're the team that comes out at top at the end of the year.
0: Where, where did they put you in the preseason poll? At the top? I think,
2: I think one and two, depending on which poll. Um, I think the Mac media poll or the Mac poll, we are second behind OU. Um, some polls had us first. So we're always going to be right in the mix. Um, as one of the top teams fighting for the MAC championship is it
0: is it always fun to going out and recruiting and letting people letting uh, the uh the uh possible recruits know that hey we went to the Bahamas bowl we got to go to the Bahamas uh, uh at the end of the year for a bowl game or we went down to Texas or we went to Florida and stuff like that uh and and here in the Ohio area you got a you got a, a hotbed for recruits uh do you guys get the chance to go out and see anything on Friday night?
2: Yeah, we do. We, we're not allowed till until September, but yes, we definitely get to go out on Friday nights and check out some games. We typically do in the Cincinnati and Dayton area, more locally than than further away because we're playing on Saturday. Um, but it's awesome when you can talk about the success and not only the long term success of Miami football of a really storied program, but also. Short term, how good we've been in our league, and then going to bowl games. And like, where's I said last year, last year is our worst year we've had in a while. We are six and six overall. We we're four and four in MAC play. It's you know, it's the first time we haven't at least been five and three or six and two in the MAC in a number of years. And we did it with our backup quarterback. And I said, I always tell recruits, like, hey, if a bad year at our place is your backup quarterback has to play, and you go six and six, and you get to go to Bahamas Bowl, that's still a pretty good year.
0: You know, like most most coaches say, and I say this all the time, you're, uh, and I tell the kid, hey, you're one play away from getting in. You know, so yeah, you gotta, no doubt. you got to be ready. And, yeah. Um, you know, uh, what's it like coaching at Miami? I mean, I know that's a hotbed for coaches anymore. Uh, what's it like coaching down there?
2: Yeah, pretty amazing, just the history here, the football winning tradition, the football history, the the Woody Hayes, the Bo Shembeckles, the Eric Parseidians, the John Ponce, the, you know, Red Blakes, and then obviously current NFL head coaches with Sean McVay and John Harbaugh. So there's such an unbelievable tradition of coaching here. So it's it, it's just pretty cool to just be a small part of that, uh, you know, say that you coach at a place known as a Cradle of Coaches. So uh, it, it, is, it is awesome. The history and the tradition here is so cool, and it's great to be a part of it every day.
0: Now, final question for you, Coach. Um, I noticed, you know, watching some of the games – on TV, you guys are on the opposite side of the the stadium from where the the press box is. Is that by design?
2: Um, yeah, no, we're on the press box side.
0: Oh, are you? Okay.
2: Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are.
0: Okay, I thought I saw you guys on the opposite side one yeah. time.
2: No, 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 we're 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 on the press box. What?
0: <laughs> okay. Well, my bad, then. I. Uh, yeah. But uh, the, I hope the crowds are. Uh, you've been getting some pretty good crowds then from the students and uh, people around from the Dayton Cincinnati and even Richmond area right?
2: Yeah we love when the fans come out obviously early in the year when the weather is good and we're not playing the midweek games our crowds are really really good obviously you get in the Tuesday Wednesday night games makes it harder on everybody uh, to get the game when we get to that those midweek matching games in November uh, Mason. so trying to get everybody out early in the year when when you're on a Saturday and the weather's nice it's it's a pretty nice place to be, Oxford, on Saturday, watching us play football.
0: Do you like those midweek games?
2: Um, again, it's like everything else in the world. There's a give and take. It, it is hard. It's hard on the student athletes. Uh, obviously hard on us uh, playing Tuesday, Wednesday, particularly if you play on the road, um, you know, play a Tuesday night on the road, and then you got to come you know, come back late and go to class. And yeah. But the, the exposure for the league, you're on ESPN, you're on ESPN2, there's no other games as opposed to Saturday. There's obviously a lot of football to watch on a Saturday. You're one of hundreds of games where if you, when we play on Tuesday night for our recruiting, for our league exposure is pretty awesome. And then obviously ESPN pays us to do it. So obviously you get some money as a league. So it's like everything else in the world. There's, there's definitely pros. The pros outweigh the cons. It is tough on the student athletes, but the exposure and the money we make off it is well worth it.
0: Well, coach, I want to thank you for coming on on our preview show. This is the first one we've done, and uh, nobody does nobody does the, a college preview uh, here in the Dayton or Cincinnati area, as far as I know. So uh, this is just like a a pre- uh, preseason run, basically. So I want to thank you for coming on, and uh, good luck this year down at Miami.
2: I appreciate it. appreciate you having me. Thanks.
0: We'll be back with more right after this timeout. You're listening to the College Football Preview Show here on the Jump City Sports Network.
2: A message from the American Heart Association, the American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council.
0: Profiler Inc., your local source for custom graphics, including banners, decals, and custom apparel for your corporate, school, or personal needs. For more information, check us out on the web at www.profilerinc.com or on our Facebook page, Profiler Inc. And back here on the college football preview show... We are with the head coach of the Wilmington Quakers, Corey Filipovich, and uh, I got that name right, didn't I?
4: You you did, dog. That was pretty good, man. <laughs> Appreciate that.
3: <laughs>
0: last year, we uh, this is your second year at, at Wilmington, and uh, last year you were two and seven in the conference, three and seven overall. And you got a big game this weekend against Wooster. Talk about the Woosters, uh, fighting Scots. I think that's what their name is.
4: Yeah, yeah. Worcester is, is traditionally a solid program uh, year in year out. Um, they are coming off of a, a six and four season last year um, in the HCAC. Uh, um, so, but I think in in graduation, you know, they lose some key contributors, especially on offense. They lose their quarterback, who I believe was a, a five year starter for them, and a, and a tight end who was a five year starter for them as well, so as much as we think we know, we are kinda of going in with the unknown as well we don't really know who the quarterback's gonna be and you know, don't really know who the tight end is and but they do return four guys up front and a, a slew of guys on defense as well with some experience and but it looks like two you know, through their two deep they're gonna have some new guys as well that they'll have to lean on and figure out, you know, just like every week one, what every team is doing and uh, trying to figure out their team. And Worcester will probably be no different than us in week one. So we're, um, you know, figuring on them, trying to break a new quarterback in, uh, a new tight end, and then, you know, filling in wherever else they need uh, with their skill guys. So uh,
0: talk, talk about the, uh, the Quakers and, and what do you have coming back and, and your uh, quarterback and skill players on the offense
4: yeah you know this is you know i have been here for seven years now oh, okay. uh to as as the head football coach though so previously i was uh, here as the defensive coordinator um so the the team in general that we have coming back i think is the oldest we've ever had here in my seven years okay there's there's thirty seniors on this team. Okay, wow. so that, that is the most we've ever had here, so I'm hoping that we can lean on those guys now that are 22 uh, years old and 21 years old, and out of those 30, there's still some guys that could come back next year because we still have that COVID voucher uh, floating around because these guys were the freshmen during all the COVID stuff and the pandemic, so um We've really benefited from that happening and guys sticking around in the college, and I think with our experience coming back, um, and as old as we are, we're not relying on a whole lot of freshmen this year um, throughout the whole roster. The bulk of our two deep is senior, junior, and you sprinkle in some sophomores, you know, so I'm really excited that. We're not going to have to lean on any of them 18-year-olds. We're going to rely on our 21-year-olds and 22-year-olds. So um, I think our experience is going to come through There's there's probably close to 10 guys that will be starting on Saturday with close to 30 games under their belt already. Um, And any time you have that type of experience, the week one blunders, you know, yeah. that, that happened. you know, the drop passes and the blown coverages and, you know, the missed the route combinations and that type of thing and blocking schemes that you hope that that's out of their system because you rely on the 30 games they've had before that, you know. Um So that's us probably as a whole team. It's just we're older, more experienced than we've ever been here in, in, in this program in a long time. Um, so we're, we're excited about that as a coaching staff. And then, you know, on offense with our skill guys, when well, we bring back uh, a quarterback in, in Derek Larimer, he started for us all 10 games in the 2021 season after the pandemic. And then last year got beat out by a kid. So he was our backup last year. And then now this year he uh, is back again as our starter. So he's a guy that, has some starts under his belt and experience and has been here and is older and stronger than he's ever been. Um, So he'll be relied upon to to run the show on offense. And then at running back, we bring back a sophomore, Nehemiah Jenkins. We call him Nemo. Nemo rushed for uh, almost 500 yards last year as a true freshman but really didn't start hitting his stride until probably week six, week seven, week eight last year to where we started to notice him. He's a kid out of Tampa, Florida. He'll be uh, backed up by Ben Hobbs. Ben's a Preble Shawnee grad, um, and Ben has been uh, a starter and a backup and a role player. He's kind of bounced around for us um, at, as a backup running back and has had some a lot of carries in his career. So our, our tailback will be carried by Nemo and, and Hobbs. And then a receiver. our receivers here in the past have really been kind of the uh Front of our program, we've always had great receivers here, and I think this year there's no difference. It's just some of them are unknown because of the two guys we just graduated uh, that have a lot of our records in our in our record book right now. But the top guy at receiver is going to be Lathan Jones. He's a tall, lanky kid, six four, you know, 180, 185 pounds. He's going to be a senior as well. Was a OAC Player of the Week last year. Uh, for one week against Otterbein where he had four catches for like 200 yards and and a couple TDs. So he'll be relied upon, probably won't come off the field a whole lot. We're going to lean heavily on him. And then we have a slew of guys, Salih Muhammad, who's out of Dayton as well, Uh, Northridge High School, who hasn't really seen the playing field other than, you know, some spot time. We're really high on him, another tall, lanky kid, 6'2", you know, 175 pounds. Um, Brian Kearst, um, he's also from Tampa, Florida. He's a sophomore, played a lot last year. Uh, he played in every game as a true freshman. He'll be here as a, as a, as our slot guy and a guy that can, uh, do some things with the ball in his hands. Um, and then we have a couple other guys that are, you know, going to be in those roles as well because we graduate two really good players. But um, those three solidly, Muhammad, Brian Kears, and Lathan Jones will carry the load for us. And then, it, you know, your tight end, H backs, Ashton Griffiths uh, and Javen Hill, a uh, Columbus kid in Ashton, and a, a Dayton kid out of Fairmont, Javen Hill will handle our tight end duties and H However, you guys want to look at him, but. They'll be uh, leaned upon to catch the ball and be our extra tackle in there at times. You know what I mean? So, um, and, and those are our skill guys on offense we got coming back this year.
0: What about the the, the beef up front?
4: Yeah, you know, and that's where, you know, I was a little disappointed, Doug. The, the big fellas are, are the most important position on the field, man. Exactly. You know, so, and I'm a, I'm a fellow big fella myself. I'm a, I'm an old offensive lineman myself. So, uh, those guys are, are near and dear to my heart and, and really within our program. Um, we do want to become a lineman-driven program here at Wilmington. Um, I, I believe that any level of football where well, you're talking about, high school football, collegiate football, or even the NFL, that the team that... Can control the line of scrimmage in the trenches. You always have a chance to win, Doug. You know, oh, yeah. and in this this year, I hope that that we take a huge step forward. We got uh, four seniors coming back um, that have started a lot of games up front for us, uh, and those will be you know Riley Hubbard out of Troy, Steve Sawyer out of Piketon, Max Ansteat um, out of Claremont. Uh, Northeastern, the local small school here by Wilmington, um, Brandon McGraw out of Indiana, uh, Lucas Breenizer, um, out of Taze Valley in Columbus. Those guys will be our, our five up front, but we're going to probably rotate, you know, a couple other guys in there, especially week one, but those will be our five guys that step on the field first, you know, and, and they're bigger and stronger than we've ever been. I think our smallest guy up front's, you know, 270 pounds. Everyone else is between 270 and 300. So I believe we got, some big fellas finally with experience and, and a little bit of nastiness, hopefully on Saturday afternoon, you know what I mean? So that hopefully we can get that rug game going and control the line of scrimmage and, and show people around and get to that fourth quarter and wear them down, you know, Doug. So those are, those are the big fellas.
0: Now, uh, talk about your defense.
4: Yeah, the defense. That's that. You know, obviously that's my side of the ball, being the defense <laughs> coordinator for, for for five years. You know, and then uh, giving up the reins here this year to, to to Coach Ferner, Tom Ferner was the guy that, um, you know was with me as a, as a young coach, and then took a step away, did some time at East uh, Eastern Kentucky, uh, and and got the Division One experience. Now he's back with me calling the defense, but you know I'm kind of his right hand man on defense. So um, I, I think on defense. Um, it's, again, uh, an area that we're probably the most experienced at that we've ever been. We have guys like Quentin Davis. We call him Deuce. He's out of Trotwood. Yeah, There's I him. Yeah, we have Zach Schmidt out of Eaton. We have Jared Lee out of Eaton as well. Jake Sheriff out of Fairfield High School. Zarius Stinnett out of Springfield High School. Um, those five to six guys there, Jalen Covington out of Pickerington North High School, Those guys have started for me since they've been freshmen, okay? So this is their fifth year. They've got close to, like I said, 30 starts under their belt. There's a lot of experience um, at linebacker through our safeties. We're a three-high safety set, so um, there's a lot of guys with experience, you know. At the second and third level on defense, I'm excited to see those guys, you know, step on the field and not, have to worry about much, they could just let it go. They know the defense they know the checks, they know the adjustments and and really, what I harp on is they they you could see them play in the backyard you know <laughs> if you If you could see guys playing in the backyard and and that's where I believe you see kids play you know, with their natural instincts is playing in that backyard. And, and we all remember playing backyard football, right, Doug? Oh, yeah. You Definitely. know, there, there, there's there's no coaches out there. There's no rules. You're just running and tackling. And, and really on defense, that's our mindset. Just go make a fast, aggressive decision, just like you do in the backyard, and tackle the ball carrier. You know what I mean? So really excited about those and the guys up front that have got experience, but I graduated five seniors last year up front. But they, these guys have all played. Noah Perry's out of Middletown Madison High School. He led our team in sack last year as a rotational guy. Um, Wyatt Likens out of Little Miami High School. He's going to carry our nose position. we a three-man front. Um, an undersized guy, but um, he's been in the weight room for four years and um, is strong as strong as an ox in the middle. And then Lincoln Washington who I think is probably our most dynamic guy. Uh, number ninety seven again, Lincoln Washington. He's out of Indianapolis. I think he's probably our most dynamic guy we got up front. I think he's gonna make uh some offensive linemen pretty unhappy here, uh probably Saturday <laughs> and moving moving forward. He he he's a menace and he he's hard to handle and he's only a sophomore. Um, oh. so those are the guys up front and Again, we're we're always a guy, a team up front, and we're going to rotate guys in and out of that game. So those are the three we'll step on the field first, but we'll have probably seven guys, maybe eight guys, we'll rotate up front to keep them fresh and get to that fourth quarter, and then let the let the let the fourth quarter play for itself, you know. So, and that's our defense.
0: Well, you look at the uh, you look at the conference, and uh, they got you picked eighth. Are you a little bit upset with that one? With all the
4: experience <laughs> I mean, the, the easiest answer is, is yes, you know what I mean? Um, the easiest answer is yes, but, you know, like, w- we don't worry about that. Like, I tell our team every every day, and it's kind of cliche of of being a, you know, a football coach, but uh, we got to take care of ourselves. We can't worry about what other people are saying about us, and, and we do have a just us mentality. That's something that we break down to every day, and, and it really is. Like, we can't listen to anyone outside our walls in our locker room, outside our meeting rooms. We just gotta put our best product on the football field and strive to be our, our best every day and, and, and again the scoreboard and the the record will will take care of itself in the long run. You know, and, and that's the biggest thing with our team right now is being older like uh, We're just gonna do us and be us, and, and that's the biggest thing right now in our message moving into this week. Because week one is kind of unknown; you don't really know the opponent, even though you know who they are. But things will change, right? We don't know exactly who they're rolling out there. and We got to do and play our style of football, you know. And you we'll know, see how that final buzzer sounds, you know. So I, I
0: think I think in the OAC, everybody's fighting for second because of Mountain Union. Mountain Union is just always there at the top. It's just
4: yeah, yeah, they they have a great tradition and they have a great history here uh, in the OAC and, and nationally, so um, there's uh, very much respect to those guys, and they do a great job. Coach Dard has taken over and has picked up from where they left off with Vince uh, Karras, and, you know, um, they do a great job up there. Well, uh, Coach,
0: uh, well, I want to wish you the best of luck uh, this year, and... Uh, Hopefully the Quakers won't finish eighth; they'll finish higher.
4: Yeah, yes, sir. That's, <laughs> uh, that's hopefully, hopefully, we will chat at the end of the season about how well we did this year, Doug. All right. So,
0: so, Coach uh, Corey Filipovich of the Wilmington Quakers, and we'll be back with more after this time out. You're listening to the preseason coach or the preseason college football preview show here on the Gem City Sports Network. Hey folks, Doug Brown here for the Gem City Sports Network. You know, we've been in business for a while, and we've loved every minute of it. And you know what? We have not charged you a single dime in the times that we've been here on the air. We never will. You can listen to high school football, basketball, baseball, soccer. You can listen to the Central State Marauders. You can listen to the University of Dayton Flyers baseball. You can listen to a whole lot of stuff right here on the Gem City Sports Network, for free. That's right, folks. You don't get a lot of stuff for free, but here on the Gem City Sports Network, our content is all free. And thank you for listening to the Gem City Sports Network. We are your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Back here on the preview show, you have heard from the coaches. And uh, so hopefully uh, all the teams have a great season and uh, we'll be rooting on, on everybody to uh, ha- have a good season. And hopefully most of them will make the uh, a tournament of some kind and the Miami Redhawks will go to a, a bowl game for another season. So the schedule goes like this this week. It'll be uh, on Friday night, it'll be the Miami Redhawks taking on the uh, Miami Hurricanes down in uh, down in Miami. you can watch it on the ACC network or listen to it on the Miami Radio network with Steve Baker. That game will start at 7 pm on Friday night at Miami, Florida. Then on Saturday, the Central State Marauders will ta- travel to Chicago to take on the Mississippi Valley State Devils. that is the home of Jerry Rice. And that game will be on HBCU Go TV. You can watch it on the Internet. And that game starts at 4 o'clock our time. And uh, hopefully the Marauders will come back with a big win over Mississippi Valley State. That's going to be a big game. I know that the you know, after talking to the coaches and some of the players, the athletic director, they are all fired up about this season because they've got a lot of kids on that team. Dayton, they usually have a lot of kids on that team anyway. They usually have over 100 kids. And right now Central State does too. So next week's game at, between Dayton and Central State, that ought to be a hell of a game. Uh, the Flyers, they will travel to Illinois State, take on the Redbirds beginning at 1 p.m. at from Normal, Illinois. You can listen to that game on WHIO radio. The uh, Wilmington... Quakers will take on the Wooster Fighting Scots at 1 o'clock at home down at Wilmington. And I think you can log on to the Wilmington uh, College website and watch the game there. That's a 1 o'clock start. And then finally, and I don't know if this is on TV or not, but uh, you can get on the Dubuque uh, University or Dubuque College uh, website and find out. Wittenberg will take on Dubuque in Iowa at 2 p.m., that is kickoff time. So, like I said, I hope all the teams do well. And I'm looking forward to the game between the Dayton or the Central State Marauders and the Dayton Flyers from Welcome Stadium, the newly refurbished Welcome Stadium. The Dayton uh, Public Schools put in $29 million in renovations to that stadium. Last year, they had to the turf in the track. This year, they put in new restrooms, uh, new press box, new seating, new lighting. A little bit of everything, uh, new concessions, uh, a spirit shop for the Dayton Public Schools. I don't know if Dayton's going to use that or not. Uh, they may have their own, but it's going to be going to be great down there. And especially the, the, the one thing I'm going to like about it the most, and I talk to this, I I've talked about this to uh, the athletic director down at uh, Dayton Public Schools in Victoria Jones. It's going to be the elevator. We don't have to climb those steps all the way up to the top of the all the way up to the top of the stadiums to uh, get to the press box. So, this is Doug Brown saying so long. We'll see you at a college football game here in the area. Until then, have a great season. We'll see you down the road at a stadium somewhere. Good night, good night, everyone. We've been listening to the College Football Preview Show. Today's show has been brought to you by Profiler Performance Products, by Don Brown Sports Apparel, a big width for minor league price, by McAfee Heating and Air, any season, any time, McAfee, by Profiler Inc., by Special Wish Foundation of Dayton in southwest Ohio, by the USO, and by the Gem City Sports Network, your source for local sports in the Miami Valley, the Gem City Sports Network. Thank you for joining us. Enjoy the football season, folks.